0: Today's podcast is brought to you by my business, Strong Tower Nutrition. If you haven't heard of Strong Tower Nutrition, let me tell you a little bit about it. We care about our customer service. We care about what supplements you guys are getting. We care about the, the shipping. You don't, you don't pay any shipping. So we want you to have the best experience possible, and which is why I try I personally try every single supplement that we sell. Because I want you guys to get something that's quality. I don't want to just put out something that I think people are going to buy. I want to put out something that I feel works, that I feel will work for, that works for me and that will work for you. So go to stnutrition.com and for you listeners, you can get 10% off by typing in the word strong, S-T-R-O-N-G. Go to stnutrition.com. Support Strong Tower Nutrition and let me know what you think. Today's guest, we have a Disney cast member. So for all of you that usually listen to the podcast, you know how big of a Disney fan a Disney addict I am. So this was just you know top priority for me to get someone that is around the magic all the time. So we talk about what we love what we like and dislike about Disney World, about Disneyland and all these other things. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Disney cast member Caitlin. It's my foundation. It's my faith, it's my work ethic, it's my drive, it's everything that I've tried to build for myself that has made me who I am.
1: I've
2: never had someone, like, really interested in what I do.
0: (laughs) Are you serious? Why not?
2: I don't know. It's... I don't, like, unless, like, you're a really big, like, person who likes Disney, I guess, like, a lot of people don't really find the importance of, like, being a cast member, because to them it's just another theme park job.
0: See, and that's that's where I'm different, because I don't see Disney as a theme park. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's, I think to me it's a little bit more than that, so... You know, when I see, no matter what you're doing there, like, I don't care if you're picking up trash there. I don't care if you're just being a cashier or whatever. You know, you're still a part of that. And it's it's crazy to just be a part of it, you know?
2: Well, the funny thing is, is that custodial is actually one of the most looked down upon jobs. But it's one of the most fun because you are given an area in which you're custodial, which I've never been custodial, by the way, but I've had a lot of friends who have. Mm-hmm. And you get to just roam around that area even if you have nothing to do, you get to talk to guests. you get to walk around like you're not really stuck in one spot, and then you also get to like if you want to, you can take that course on how to make those um like water paintings of the characters that you see around the park. And to me I feel like that's pretty cool. So I don't even think custodial is even a bad job.
0: Right. And uh so how was your how was your Christmas? My Christmas
2: was good. Um I ended up going to North Carolina on Christmas Eve and I landed there around 12:30 and then I ended up landing back in Orlando Christmas day at 2 p.m. So I was only in North Carolina for about 24 hours. Um, I was working all of this week and then I worked after Christmas like I worked today and then I have the rest of this week because you know New Year's it's just a crazy crazy time in the parks so I really didn't have time to spend time with my family. I only had Christmas Eve and Christmas day off so I kind of had to make it really quick but I was able to come home in time and spend some time with my boyfriend too before, you know, we got back to work.
0: Right, there you go. And you're from North Carolina?
2: I'm actually from New York, but my oh, dad okay. lives in North Carolina.
0: Oh, okay. So what took you to Florida? What took you to Orlando?
2: Um, I've always been a really big person who just loves Disney. And my parents grew me up on it. I was basically, like, born a Disney fanatic. Wow. And then I ended up applying for the Disney college program because, I mean, working for college credits in Disney World sounded like a really good gig to me. Yeah. So I ended up coming down for the fall 2019 semester which is August to January. I was there from August 12th to January 2nd of 2020 and I was working Main Street uh, Parade Audience Control at the time and that's basically what brought me down to Florida and I ended up staying after my internship so now I'm here for good.
0: It's something like you know, it's something that me and my wife, we wish to do in the next 10 years. I think that's our, our, like, 10-year plan. Is
2: to move to Florida.
0: Yeah, I mean, and just be able to, um, you know, be able to be far enough and close enough to Disney where we can just, like, go for dinner or something like that, you know. Just, like, chill at Disney Springs or something like that and just, like, visit a park for a day and just go back home, you know, rather than having to I'm save kidding. all this money to take this big vacation, you know?
2: Yeah. So before I worked for Disney, I was an annual pass holder for about two years, and I was living in New Jersey with my mom at the time. So I was going frequently because before the Instagram account that you reached out to me on now, I had a Disney influencer one called Kate at the Castle, but I wasn't a fan of the Disney community for a while, so I ended up... um, Hmm. Deleting my account, but once I became a cast member, it was very hard to keep up with the influencer lifestyle as well. Um, I really give like credit to those cast members who keep up with both of them. But I always wanted to be one of those people who live down here as well, and like they can go for a dinner reservation, and then go right back home, or go to the park to do one or two rides, and then go back home or even just go to the park before work if you have like a night job. And um, once I moved down here and I was able to actually do that, like it's more than a blessing to be able to just walk on property and then walk off and then do it as much as you want to, as little as you want to. Yeah. And like you said, the whole saving up, like you can now do that for different like different trips. Right. Like I was always guilty of saving up money just to go to Disney and people would always be like why are you going to the same place? Now Oh I yes, can go to so, me places. too.
0: They do the same thing to me.
2: And I tell them all the time, you know what? I I go to Epcot. It's close enough.
0: Oh, yeah, you you just go around the world in Epcot, yeah.
2: I go around the world in a day. No yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, how is it? How is it being there, working through this whole virus thing? Like, what have you experienced being there? Like, have you had friends like being let go and stuff like that?
2: Because of when my internship ended, um, a lot of my friends who were in my internship actually extended into the spring season of the college program. And those friends ended up being sent home when the CPs got sent home. And that was definitely really hard. Um, You know, I was actually getting my hair done when the news came out. And, like, I'll never forget it. I get five calls all at once. And they're all saying, like, I'm going home. Like, we're being sent home. And, like, stuff like that. And, like, I still have the case, like, the phone case. And it has the hair dye from when I put it to my ear because everyone was calling me. And it was just a really, really hard week because it happened so quickly. Everything was announced that, you know, CPs were being sent home. And then they had about three or four days to pack up their things. And then they had, like, two other days to, like, leave property. So, it was really quick. Within a week, all of my, a lot of my friends had left, and that was really hard because I went through my program with them. It's kind of almost like going to college. Anyone who's gone away to college, like you get those group of friends your freshman year of like your first semester, and then like imagine them just going home like halfway through the year. It kind of just sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be a tough thing. You know, but I believe, you know, once this stuff is all over, that Disney will bring everyone back. You know, I think that's their main plan.
2: So, I've had a lot of friends who were full-time, part-time, who did also get laid off in these last layoffs that happened with the 28,000 people. And it was really heartbreaking to see some really hard-working people. Some people who were my mentors. Some people who were, like, past leaders some of my friends who I've watched them go through their college program and, you know, like work their way up in different areas of the company and then finally getting her dream job and just, you know, getting let go and, you know, nobody ever wants to be let go from a job, but like, I don't think any cast member would ever want to be let go from Disney. Right. And, Being in Attractions, Attractions and Custodial were not, like, affected by these layoffs because they are so high in demand. Like, everybody needs, you know, Custodial around the parks. And, you know, Attractions is basically what's kind of mostly making us run right now because a lot of the entertainment, of course, has been postponed or just canceled Mm. in general. Yeah. So then they had announced more layoffs. And, you know, it's just been a very anxious time to be a cast member as well. And I don't think a lot of people really understand that because, at least in my situation, I was nervous to go back to work when I got that call because, you know, theme parks aren't really essential in my opinion so when we were opening up i was kind of really nervous yeah but then when we got to our first day back because we got called back like two weeks before the parks were going to open to retrain for all the new procedures everything was pretty like everything was really great the way that they had you know done everything with everything from the you know, six and a half feet social distancing markers on all the queues. They've done it for like, um, bars, they've done it for the restaurants, they've done it for everything. So it's not just attractions. There are hand sanitizing stations everywhere. I really like how they did it. And, you know, if you're in a position where you have to be within three feet of a guest, not only do you have to wear your face mask, but you also have to wear a face shield. So, they have been taking, like, proper precautions to, like, make sure cast members and guests are as safe as possible.
0: Yeah, and I see that, you know, I watch, I'm a big vlog watcher, so I watch a bunch of, like, the main people uh, on YouTube, and, um, like, I watch uh, Kyle Palo who was a cast member. I don't think he is anymore. Uh,
2: um, I actually believe he is, because I saw him the other day at Hollywood studios working
0: oh wow okay
2: but i don't think he's announced anything on his youtube or anything like that from i think I've heard. yeah he
0: just did because oh, ju- yeah see, i just watched I it yesterday
2: i had if anything had happened like if he had just announced it yesterday then something might have happened from when i saw him because i saw him two weeks ago um, but I also don't know Kyle very well. Like I've met him a few times, but I've met Jojo
1: okay. more. Yeah, and
2: Jojo is a very kind-hearted, very genuine person, and he is somebody who. When you meet them in person, they're just like they are in their videos, which is what I love about him, because a lot of other creators are not what they're like in their videos. And that was actually a very big, heartbreaking thing for me when I moved down, because I'm just like you. I used to watch all the vloggers and stuff like that. And now I only watch JoJo, um, and I'm a religiously big person on Tim Tracker. Oh, yeah, me too. I love Tim Tracker so much. I've met him a few times and he is just as energetic and as genuine as he is in his videos in real life. And he'll tell you all about what he's about to do today. And it's he's great.
0: Yeah. And what I was going to say, like, so seeing in those vlogs, you know, you see the different uh, precautions that Disney's taking and a lot of, Articles I read, people comment on it or just whining and complaining. And I'm just like, well, don't go. You know, Disney's doing everything they possibly can so they can stay open. You know what I mean?
2: And, you know, I agree with you in the sense where if you aren't a fan of our like precautions or any of our policies, like it probably. Isn't in your best interest to go because then you know we don't want you spending a bunch of money for you to just come here and be unhappy, you oh, yeah. know? Yep, but there are a bunch of people who you know Disney opening back up like gave them a little bit of hope for this pandemic or yeah. just a little bit of happiness throughout all of this, um, thing. My boyfriend actually ended up getting a job in Disney Springs, so I made him watch the Imagineering story with me to possibly inspire him. <laughs> and I myself had only gotten to like to like the second half of like the second episode, so I only got like, like I didn't get far at all. And then we ended up binge watching it within like two or three days, and at the end of one of the episodes, someone was saying how, you know, Disney opening back up after a disaster that happened in, um, I forget if it was Japan or if it was China, but they were saying how, you know, Disney opening back up, you know, kind of gave them happiness and hope and like, you know, that things are going to be okay again. And like, it almost like brought, you know, you know happiness back to like the country and like that brought me to tears because then I was like you know being a part of such a great company that you know has such a big effect on everyone around the world is something that you know it's not a it's not a like feeling anybody could ever describe I don't think
0: yeah and I think that's I think that's the thing like what we were talking about earlier is like Disney's When people refer to it as, like, amusement park, I'm like, no, man. Like, no, it does something different. Yeah, it does something so different when you go there and you feel something, you know. And you have to open yourself up to it. You have to feel vulnerable and just let it hit you. Because then you feel it. Then you enjoy yourself so much more. Like, you could say it's just for kids all you want. But, like, they have more stuff for adults than for kids. If
2: I'm being completely honest... Me being an adult now, there's so much more for me to do now as an adult than there was ever for me to do as when I was a little kid.
0: Yeah, 100%.
2: Like, I can go around Epcot and, like, you know, drinking around the world is a big, like, adult thing to do, of course. I Mm -hmm. do not condone doing it unless you are of age. Let me just put that out there. (laughs) And then, but, you know, there's a lot of things that, like, adults can do, you know. Disney even has stuff for couples, like honeymoons and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, not everything is just for a child.
0: Yeah, and then, like, you know, if you're if you going there, just, like, open yourself up to it, to the, the so-called, like, magic. You know, there's something about, for me, being there at night and watching the fireworks and the light and the projection shows on the castle, it just hits me in the heart. You know, nothing's ever hit me like as hard as like that. Because again, it brings like stuff from like being a kid, it brings that up in your feelings and then just something I don't know, something about it just hits you. What is it about Disney that hits you?
2: Like talking about like happily ever after?
0: Yeah, like happily ever after. I mean my favorite one was Wishes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So
2: One thing that hits me, it's actually funny that you say that, is Happily Ever After. So, first when I watched it, it wasn't, like, my favorite. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then I went for my college program, and everyone was saying that after your traditions class, which is actually the day that you become a cast member, it's your orientation, um... The tradition after traditions is to go to magic kingdom and watch the fireworks as a cast member for the first time so when we did that it was the first time that that show actually made me cry because (laughs) i had just gotten my blue id for the first time and i was officially a cast member of my favorite company and when i had moved down to florida i was kind of starting off fresh because I had gone through a really rough breakup before that. And, you know, I just needed something new, a new life. I was finally doing stuff for myself and not for someone else. And, you know, I was finally where I kind of wanted to be, even though I wasn't like fully who I wanted to be, I was where I wanted to be. And I started crying like a baby. And I was like, oh (laughs) my goodness. But I will say there's no that makes me cry more than Fantasmic. That is the one that hits me yeah. right in the field.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good show. Fantasmic
2: um, is one that a lot of people don't like, but that is actually my favorite show.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have no problems with it. Uh, I just prefer like the, like, Happily Ever After or something like on the, uh, on the castle, you know?
2: With the projections, With yeah. the projections. Fantasmic it's just, is a very, old show that you know i think it's my favorite because me and my dad went to go watch it for the first time together Mm. when i was like eight years old and then my dad and i both just were silent the whole time because we were like both in awe with like of the different colors like we love water shows as well so i I'm actually, like, on my bucket list, my biggest thing is actually to take both my boyfriend and my dad to go see World of Color in Disneyland whenever Disneyland opens back. Oh, okay. But World of Color is definitely a big thing that's on my bucket list because I heard that is absolutely fantastic.
0: So so you have been to Disneyland, right?
2: I have. I've been a couple times.
0: Okay. So what do you think... Cause me, for some reason, I have no desire to really go to Disneyland. I think after being at Disney World and knowing everything there, and I hear other people talking about, oh no, Disneyland is um, can't compare to Disney World stuff like that. So, what do you think between the two?
2: <laughs> I, I have to say, at first, I used to agree with you. I used to, I went to Disneyland. I was a little underwhelmed, and I was like, okay, whatever. Then. Again, I became a cast member.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. So it changes, yeah.
2: I appreciated it a whole lot more. Um I my biggest advice to anyone who doesn't want to go to Disneyland or like has no interest but like wants to know what is so great about it. I have to just say like the imagineering story, back to that show really just shows you the history of Walt building Disneyland, actually. And, like, the whole, like, thing is about, you know, building Disneyland, then building Disney World, then building Hong Kong, Shanghai. Like, they go about building right. all of the parks. Yeah. And knowing the significance behind Disneyland, like, what it took to make Disneyland, like, what Walt had to give up for Disneyland. hmm The first day of Disneyland being absolutely awful. Like, you know, they got awful reviews, stuff like that. And, like, look how it's doing now. And I have to say, it's different when you go in because you feel the history and you feel the nostalgia, especially if you know Disney history and especially if you're a Waltz fan. Mm Mm-hmm. So, while things are the same, things are different. Like, I prefer a lot of Disneyland's, like, versions of rides more than ours. Like, their Peter Pan and their Splash Mountain, um, I will take any day over ours. And their Space Mountain is also probably much better as well. Right. But... The other thing too is a lot of those rides that are there have been there since it opened. So that's a great piece of history for any Disney fan. And then while Magic Kingdom is still the same, like I think California Adventure in itself, like Pixar Pier and Cars Land and like stuff like that, experiencing a California Adventure is worth the trip in my opinion. But the thing that people kind of forget about Disneyland is that you don't need to take as long of a trip as you do when you go to Disney World. I only went for three days, and I was able to do everything.
0: Yeah, because it's smaller, right?
2: Yes, it's it's significantly smaller. And then with the two parks, you don't have to do as much. And honestly, what I ended up doing was I did Disneyland one day, and I did California Adventure the other day. The third day, I just did a park hopper, and then whatever I missed within those two days from both of the parks that I really wanted to do, I did on that third day, and then that was about it. And I will say, the rumors are true, the food in Disneyland is much better.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
2: Which is kind of crazy, because I love the food here. So, yeah. I can, like, the churros are just, there's something about a Disneyland churro that, something over there, that they just get right.
0: Are they warm? Is that what it is? Because every time I get one, they're not warm.
2: I honestly don't even get the churros at Disney like, World anymore. No. The only, very, very specific on my snacks now, because, like, same thing with the pretzels. Sometimes the pretzels will be out for too long, and I can't, it'll yeah. be a little too hard or something like that. Like if I'm at Magic Kingdom, my go-to snack is actually the um, buffalo chicken tater tots at Friars Nook in Fantasyland.
0: Yeah, I was a big fan of the uh, the spring the spring roll um cart. Oh, the cheeseburger.
2: Cheeseburger roll?
0: and the, uh, what was the other one? Pizza. Pizza or something like that. Yeah, they were good.
2: The spring roll.
0: Yeah, but my go-to is uh, what is it? Gaston's Pub.
2: Oh, Gaston's Tavern? Tavern, the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The cinnamon yeah. roll with the LeFou's oh. brew, that's my go-to.
2: LeFou's brew is so good.
0: Yeah, those are those two are my go-to if I need a snack or something.
2: hmm
0: I need that big cinnamon bun in my life, you know?
2: Okay, I haven't had that. What? I need to try it. I know, that's the other thing is like, there's so much always changing in Disney that even when you live here, it is hard to keep up with everything. There's still so much I haven't done or tried.
0: Yeah. but I think Because the
2: thing is that you might live here, but the problem is, is that there's still not all the money in the world. So you can't always oh, buy yeah, everything. Right.
0: <laughs> and I think that's a good thing too because it's still, even though you're there every day and you live there and maybe, and you work there, Like, they still have have other things, you know?
2: Exactly. I have a reason to go back, a reason to try new things.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the reason that so many vloggers can do what they do is because they always have new content because Disney's always making something uh, new or coming out with new food or something.
2: Well, that was always my favorite concept of Walt's was, Walt always said that as long as there's imagination left in the world, Disneyland will never be finished. Right. And that is my favorite thing, that we are constantly evolving and we are constantly changing. And, you know, not everyone's always going to like our changes. Like when the castle got painted, not everyone liked that. And then, you know, people, it got, everyone got used to it. And, you know, some people still don't like it, but you're not going to please everyone with your changes. But
0: They did use the wrong as... color pink, though, right? What was that? Didn't they use the wrong color pink? I thought I read that somewhere that it, it came out like a salmon color and they didn't expect that.
2: No, so they actually painted the castle the same blue and pink that they painted for Disneyland for the 50th anniversary, because our 50th anniversary is next year.
0: Right. Yeah, that's when we're planning so on coming.
2: All for the anniversary, but I haven't heard anything about the paint being wrong. Um, I did not read that article, so that's actually a very interesting thing.
0: Yeah, they said it was. They it came out right when they painted it, but when it dried, it came out like a salmon color, and that's not what they wanted.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I really don't hate it. I think it's beautiful. Like when I take pictures of it.
0: Oh yeah, it looks great in pictures. I don't hate it either. I think I did in the beginning, but then I got a, the more I saw it,
2: I did in the beginning, and then I saw it in person, and then in person it just looks gorgeous with the um gold lining. The gold yeah. lining is what makes it. If there was no gold lining, then it would look
0: awful. Yeah. So what um what is your favorite like Disney, I don't know what you, what do you call them? Like uh I don't know, like Disney themed thing, you know? So you got Star Wars, you got Toy Story, you got you know, all these different things. Like, what would be your favorite?
2: All right. So I'm a big Star Wars and Marvel person but I can't really say that I'm too big into Star Wars because I just started watching the movies and I just got to the I just got to the Mandalorian so after the Mandalorian I still have seven eight nine but so far from what I've watched I'm I've become a little too obsessed like to the point where I went to Disney Springs yesterday and bought myself Darth Vader's lightsaber as my christmas gift to myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah see i can't uh i love the mandalorian you know i can't get enough of it but i've tried to watch star wars multiple times and i can't do it
2: so how did you try to watch it because the way that i tried to watch it the first time which was four five six i couldn't do it but when i watched it one two three rogue one solo four five six i couldn't stop
0: watching it because
2: then I understood what was happening from the very beginning.
0: See, I don't remember what I, I don't even remember which one I watched, but it was one of the older ones.
2: I would start, okay, like for anyone who can't get into Star Wars and they've tried, I would say try with the prequels and then the older ones. Okay. And then the new ones because. When you understand what's going on from the beginning, it's a lot easier to get into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I might have to try that. Because after watching Mandalorian, like, if it was made like that, I'd be more interested in it. But, I don't know, just something about it. I'm just not, like, I guess because I like realistic things so much. Like, I'm a big documentary person.
2: No, I get that. But before Star Wars, I was definitely a big Marvel person. I still am. I still am a big Marvel person, but right now, my biggest thing is Star Wars, and because everyone's talking about The Mandalorian, I have to watch it, like, ASAP.
0: See, I think the thing for me is, like, I love the, like, cartoon movies, you know, like, Yeah, uh,
2: anything anything animated is always, like, heartfelt, and it's feel-good to me like anything animated is comforting. I'm like people think I'm I'm like a kid or I like kid movies, but like honestly, like animation is just comforting to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it has it has a nice uh motivational message, you know, and I'm a very like positive person. So when I right. see when I, you know, when I talk to di- talk to people about Disney, and I talk about the animation. Oh, that's, that's for kids, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you need it in your life, man. Because if you <laughs> listen to this message, you know, it's something like I watched uh, Princess and the Frog not too long ago. And I related that's to great. it so hard. You know, her just trying to, you know, make all this money and stuff like that so she can own her own place and do her own thing, you know. Because that's what I'm going through right now. So... I related to that on a personal level, and just that, you know, I can mean I can't marry a prince or anything to make me have more money, but
2: right, it's of just course. that
0: drive, that drive, uh, that she had. You know, it just kind of uh felt close to me. Kids you know,
2: are relatable. That is the that is like that's the thing is that people don't understand that. Well, yes, it's a kids movie. The message is for everybody. Yeah. The message is for everyone. And that was another thing. Like, the whole purpose of Disney, like, the biggest reason why Disney did what he did was he wanted something for families of all ages to enjoy, whether it's your grandparents, your parents, and you. Like, there's something for everyone of all ages to do that is one of the biggest things about Disney and you know animation and Pixar is you know it's it's for everybody it's not just for one particular you know age group
0: Yeah I mean and I love I've watched several documentaries on Walt's story and I love his story more than anything you know the way he came oh, up yes. and the way he had to come over like adversity after adversity like it was just he had every single obstacle in his way but he knew what he wanted and he just kept going for it, kept going for it, you know. And then all these people in his life helped him because I'll talk to people and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, Ub did this. And I'm like, yeah, he did a lot of the stuff, but he didn't want the credit. And Walt was that kind of outgoing guy that was able to stand in front of people. You know, even did when it came to like animations and stuff, like Ub did a lot of that kind of work. But he was a quiet guy. He didn't want it any of that attention, whereas Walt could handle all of it, you know?
2: Right, exactly. And, you know, the biggest thing that I love about Walt's story is that even when he passed away, his dream ended up becoming other people's dream and they Hmm. sought out to finish it for him. Yeah. Because not only did it make Walt happy, but then everyone else saw how it made others happy and then others working for him felt the same thing and they wanted to keep going with that so keeping one man's dream alive has always been such a beautiful concept of this company for me
0: yeah and that's huge because you know you have that in common with the person working next to you but i agree um, with you yeah uh do you have a best memory like from disney like so far throughout your life
2: there are so many. I don't even know if I can pick one. Um. Okay, this is actually my best and worst memory. It was actually the last day that I worked on Main Street USA as a cast member. Um, my CP was ending, but it was my last shift. And I took one look at the – like, my manager came up to me, and they were like, uh, you are – I'll get the clock out, like, in 15 minutes. And then – I took one look at the castle, I turned around, and I took one look at the train station, and at the time, it was December, so the tree was also there, yeah. um, and I was standing right in the middle of Main Street, right where you see like um, the ice cream parlor and Casey's Corner, okay. right in yeah. the center of Main Street. A crowd of people around me and i felt like i was the only one there and i looked at the castle i looked back at the train station and the tree and i took in my last moment as a main street cast member and then i went downstairs i clocked out and then i got to my car and then i called my mom and i was like i just clocked out for the last time oh, man. i started crying and like while it was a sad memory it was probably one of the best memories I've ever had in my life because Main Street USA will always be my first location as a Disney cast member and it'll always have a very special place in my heart for it.
0: Yeah, that's got to that's got to be a crazy moment, you know, but then you just go somewhere else and create new memories in that place, you know.
2: Right. And the thing is is that all I can remember thinking when I clocked out for the first or sorry when I clocked out for the last time was this college program went by so fast it's almost like I blinked and it was over yeah like I I felt like I had gotten trained just a month ago
0: man that's wild uh what is it what do you think it is about Disney that people love?
2: The way I look at Disney is like, Disney's kind of like my Neverland. Like, I live off of property, of course. Mm -hmm. And I work at Hollywood Studios, and Hollywood Studios is exactly seven minutes away from me. And so, there have been times where my boyfriend and I have done a staycation, and we've stayed, like, at the resort. And, you know... Even though we live seven minutes away from property, when we're on property, we still feel like we are in a whole different world. We don't feel like we're in the middle of Florida. We feel like we're in Disney, like it's its own place. Yeah. Like, it's somewhere you go when things aren't always the best. It's a place you go to make new memories. It's a place you go when you wanna laugh, when you wanna, Sometimes, even when you're sad, and you just want to cry. Sometimes you go to Disney. I don't know how to explain it. But it just helps. And I think it's comforting for people. And there's just. There's a sense of magic. When you go through. Whether you believe in magic or not. Mm-hmm. There are always those people. Who say. You know I can't really put my finger on it. And I'm like. It, I, it, that's magic. Mm-hmm. And they're like no magic doesn't exist. And I'm like it really does like the reason why you can't explain it is because you don't believe in what it's called right and it's very it's very easy to get lost in the story that each part engulfs you in it's easy to lose touch with reality when you're here
0: it is and, and I think I think the same thing
2: reality the best some people so coming Mm. to disney is sometimes you know their way of getting that energy to keep going
0: yeah and i think it's the same thing for like me and my wife you know we we go uh not only to just get away from reality because in some ways you are facing reality there because there's so many people you know you're still around people and i'm i'm someone who's not a big fan of, like, big crowds, but for some reason, Disney, like, doesn't bother me at all, you know, I have no problem with big crowds in Disney, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, most people would see me as, like, some, you know, big guy with muscles and uh, doesn't smile and stuff like that, so they're like, how could he go to Disney World, you know what I mean, it's because it opens me, it opens me up and I'm vulnerable and i'm just getting hit with like you know the magic from different sides and it's just like it is it really is something unexplainable and that's why i tell people it's not just a theme park man it's it's again it is a whole different world and it is you know it's it's something that going to the beach and just lying on the beach can't do you know going somewhere tropical can't do that for me you know, I need to go there, even though there's a lot of like hustle and bustle because like everyone has their their itineraries and everyone's trying to get to one place and kids are crying and stuff like that. But if you overlook that and you look at the bigger picture and look at why you're there, you know, I think there's just uh, something real beautiful about it.
2: There is something beautiful in everything when you go to Disney and when the time the layoffs was happening and I wasn't sure what my fate was with Disney, you know, my boyfriend sat me down one night when I was kind of having like a little mental breakdown because like I would, wasn't ready to give up this job. Um, and he looked at me and he said, there's something about being a cast member and he's not a cast member. Like um, with the Walt Disney company, he does work at Disney Springs, but he is a third party. So he doesn't fully know what it's like to be a cast member, but he said that from his point of view and watching me do what I do, he told me that, you know, one thing that I have that not everyone else gets at their job is that I learn how to create magic and I can take that to any job that I go to.
0: Yeah, that's some good good advice, yeah.
2: And everybody... Who got laid off? All those, you know, twenty-eight thousand people. All of them were a part of the magic. And you know, when you go to the park, you can feel, you can feel the loss. You know, I'm not saying that it's not as magical as it used to be. Mm -hmm. So you, you can tell that you know things are different, and everyone, including cast members. Are healing, and I think a lot of people forget that cast members are also human yeah. and sometimes going to have the best and the most magical day. And I'm not saying that, you know, that gives any cast member a reason to treat a guest rudely because that's never okay. Right. But you can definitely tell that a lot of us are trying to make the best out of what has happened this year. Yeah to not only the company, but to also the world. And, you know, not only are we trying to heal ourselves, but, you know, being a cast member and providing that happiness that, like, Walt wants us to provide, you know, we essentially are trying to heal others as well. And, you know, sometimes it's a lot of pressure when you yourself aren't a 100%. Oh, um, I'm
0: sure, I'm sure.
2: You know, when, like, we have, like, this ongoing joke like if you're a cast member um and it's kind of like an inside not like an inside joke but like it's it's sad that like it's a thing but you know sometimes people are like you're not a real cast member until someone's told you that you've ruined their vacation like it, it we get we get a lot especially during the holidays like i guess a lot of people forget that you know you can't do everything all in one day. And, you know, when things do go wrong, we don't want it to go wrong for you. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: yelling at us, like, it 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 only gets you so far. Yeah. It only gets you so far. I've witnessed, you know, some people you know, just calmly talk to my coordinator about a situation and, you know, it gets fixed and, you know, everyone's happy. But then, you know, when you yell about it and, you know, make call the scene or something like that, like no one wins in that situation.
0: Right. Exactly.
2: Nobody wins in that situation.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you uh, do you have like a favorite Disney quote that you live by? So, mine is, one of Walt's, is, uh, if you can dream it, you can do it.
2: One of my favorite Disney quotes actually comes from Jack Sparrow. Okay. And he says, not all treasure is silver and gold. Ooh. And I actually have that tattooed on the inside of my right arm. That is one of my favorite Disney quotes, is, not all treasure is silver or gold.
0: All right, so I have a a couple questions and you can try and answer them as fast as you can if you want if you if you can't then that's okay. fine <laughs> so let's start with favorite park
2: magic kingdom in disney
0: world okay why
2: um probably just because that's like like a lot of my favorites definitely have to do with my childhood um you know my parents Did get divorced when I was little, but one thing that they kept consistent, even after they stopped, like, you know, after they got divorced was each of them took me to Disney. And like, that was always the consistency Hmm. of my life when everything else was kind of like going crazy.
1: Wow. Um,
2: so a lot of things have to do with my childhood. Um, magic kingdom was my favorite when I was little and it just always continued to be my favorite. Um, there's also something about entered like the parades. Like parades are actually one of my favorite things to do at Magic Kingdom is sit down and watch, you know, Festival of Fantasy or um move, Shake It Parade was my favorite thing to work. And, you know, when I found out I was working the parades for my college program, I freaked out. It was, <laughs> you know, almost like I could not have asked for a better location. Yeah. And that's why nothing will ever compare to Disney, like, to, not to Disney, sorry, to uh, Main Street for me because, you know, something that I loved as a kid and right. then I got to work it.
0: Uh, favorite ride?
2: Oh, goodness. Let's see. <laughs> um, this is going to sound absolutely insane, but probably Seven Dwarves Mine Train and Magic.
0: That's not insane. That's understandable.
2: <laughs> Honestly, like, the part where you go through the mine like, with, like, the dwarves and, like, all the jewels and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so aesthetically pleasing and, like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of, like, satisfying. Like, it satisfies me for yeah. some reason. And I just love that ride.
0: I think for me, I'd have to go with Slinky Dog. I think right now that's my favorite.
2: Oh, Slinky Dog is a great one. Slinky yeah. Dog is a great
0: Because it's a great ride and it's not, like... It doesn't take it easy on you too much. And then, you know what I mean? And it's also not over, yeah. the, over the top.
1: I agree with you.
2: I agree with you. And I like I the part where you're sitting and it, like, counts you down and then you go. And yeah. it's not too fast. But then, like, I think that part is really cute.
0: Okay. Favorite show year-round?
2: Fantasmic.
0: Oh, yeah. I should have known you were going to say that. Uh, what about... <laughs> What about seasonal?
2: Ooh. Boo to you.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, if you would
2: consider a show. Or would you consider that a show?
0: I guess you would consider a parade a show. I okay, think mine fine, would be Hocus seasonal, Pocus.
2: And I would say the... If I had to do seasonal, I would have to say the... um. For a show, I would have to say the Halloween fireworks, the Jack Skellington fireworks during the Halloween parties.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite's um, the the uh, Hocus Pocus one with the Sanderson yeah, the sisters. The show, that yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, favorite restaurant for food?
2: Beaches and cream at the Beach Club Resort.
0: Oh really? I've never even been there
2: so good it's nothing fancy like everyone's always like california grill this that whatever i'm like you know california grill is great definitely worth the money the experience but i can go into peaches and cream it's a soda shop it's soda shop themed it is so cute inside they just renovated it so it's bigger now But you can get these huge milkshakes, or not milkshakes, sorry, sundaes, and then you can get alcoholic milkshakes. You could get them without the alcohol, but they also have the milkshakes that have, like, the brownies and the cupcakes and, like, those, like, you know, really, like, diabetes-looking, like, desserts. And then they have what's called the kitchen sink, which, like, feeds, like, it says four people, but it took me and my family doing it, which was eight of us, And it's a literal kitchen sink with one scoop of ice cream from every flavor in-house, every single topping, and a whole can of whipped cream. Dang, But even their food is really good. Like, I get the Reuben every time. And, like, even just their classic (laughs) cheeseburger is super good. When they don't have a restricted menu, they have, like, disco fries. They have all these type of, like, different types of, like, types of fries you can get, salads, soups, like. Like, to me, it's almost like, it's kind of like comfort food, but, like, not southern comfort
0: food. Right, right. I just
2: love that type of food.
0: I think for me, I'd say uh, Crystal Palace for breakfast.
2: Crystal Palace for breakfast is delicious. And I love Crystal Palace as well because my favorite character is Winnie the Pooh. So... Crystal Palace
0: is a great place. Or I'd say Ohana for breakfast too because I'm a big breakfast Ohana. person.
2: Have you tried Ohana for dinner?
0: Have I? Uh, I don't know if I have. All I'd
2: say is go for dinner. Okay.
0: All right. So what about favorite restaurant for the theming?
2: For the theming? Hmm. For the theming, I'd have to say be our guest.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I would say the same thing. Um, favorite hotel or resort?
2: Everyone thinks I'm kind of crazy for this, but my favorite again it has to do with my childhood. When I was little, I actually learned how to swim for the first time without my floaties in the Sorcerer Mickey pool at All Star Movies. <laughs> So, that is a big reason why the Fantasia building at All-Star Movies, and that's also a big reason why Sorcerer Mickey is my favorite version of Mickey. Oh, okay. And that's why I love Fantasmic. But if I had to say, like, an actual resort, I think my favorite right now is the Riviera. Oh, okay. It is just gorgeous. Yeah. It is just gorgeous. Yeah, I think, it is
0: yeah, I think uh, so we're trying to go in December of 2021. Okay. So hopefully, you know, uh, things will be back to what they were, you know, at that time. Or close to it.
2: I'm hoping it'll at least continue to progress.
0: Yeah. And uh, so I think we're looking at like staying at the Polynesian for a couple of days and then stay at the uh, All-Star Movies.
2: Yeah, the All-Star Movies is one of my absolute favorites.
0: All right, so what about your favorite seasonal event?
2: Um the Mickey's not Oh, no, nope, that's a lie. Sorry. Um I would have to say Flower and Garden Festival.
0: Okay, why is that?
2: Flower and Garden has my favorite food and my favorite drinks for when it comes to festivals and just overall like I'm a big foodie so like i absolutely love what they have to offer everything is pretty light and like they have some healthy options as well and you know it's not too overbearing and i kind of like the like things are like a little bit more fruity more vegetables stuff like that and then um just kind of more my like style of i guess Food when it
0: comes to the festivals, okay. And we'll end it with this. Uh, what kind of advice would you give someone that wants to pursue a job with Disney?
2: My biggest advice is be yourself, and I know that sounds really cliche, but I am a very heavily tattooed person, um, and anyone who wants to work for Disney knows that you know you have to have all your tattoos covered and a lot of people ask me how I do this with having five tattoos on my hands and one behind my ear. Um, Cause you know, clothing obviously does not cover that. Um, I use hand makeup every shift and oh, wow. I actually have to style my hair a certain way so that my ear tattoos not showing. Or if I like, have my hair like up I have to put makeup on that as well you cannot use band-aids to cover up make like to cover up tattoos it's only makeup or clothing so you know I once had somebody ask me like how did you even get hired with all those tattoos and I I'm going to tell you it wasn't easy you know I got into the college program my fourth time applying it took me four times to get in Um, over the course of three years, actually, I was trying to pursue the college program. And I had that phone interview that is just so nerve wracking, the phone interview that just like really gives you like the, okay, I did really well, like, or I did really bad. Like, it is like your make or break it time. And, you know, my biggest advice that I was given was be yourself. And don't tell them what you think they want to hear. Like, they will be able to tell if you are genuine or not through the phone. Like, there is no fooling anybody. So be open, be honest. And then the other thing also is because, like, I know people who have been, like, you know, they lied about not having certain tattoos like certain places because so they were afraid they weren't going to get it. And I told them, nope, I have five on my hands. Like I told them everything, you know, because just because you have those tattoos doesn't mean like they won't hire you. They just need to know where they can place you because certain places like, you know, hand makeup, they you can't work with like food and stuff because it's considered a health hazard and, you know, just simple stuff like that. So, always be open, be honest, and, like, be open to the roles that you pick as well. Like, I know custodial doesn't sound the best, but it is so much fun. And, honestly, any job at Disney is a fun job. So, when people are very picky with what they want, it's harder to get hired because you're limiting yourself to just a few roles. If you're open and, you know open-minded as well about where you go in the company like start off you have a much better chance of getting hired
0: yeah i think that's great advice i mean that's great advice for anything you know if you want to do anything you know with a job or something like that to just be yourself you know but yeah is there anything else you want to bring up or anything
2: no I think this was fun, honestly.
0: Yeah, I thank you for doing it. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> no, of course. And I mean, I'm sure we'll definitely keep in touch. So when you and your wife come down, you know, just let me know. If I'm still at Muppets, I'll tell you to come visit me over there.
0: Okay, is that where you're? Or, is that where you're at now?
2: Yep, I'm in Theater District East at um, the at uh, Hollywood Studios. So right now, all that we have open is Star Tours, the new Mickey Shorts Theater.
0: And uh, Muppet. okay. yeah, we'll definitely have to link up when we uh, when we get down there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll be here.
0: All right. All right, sounds good Caitlin. Well I thank you for doing this for me and you know uh, can't wait to see you in Disney.
2: No problem. can't wait till you guys come down.
0: All right, thank you so much.
2: <laughs> no problem right, bye, bye.